Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Happy Friday. I hope that you have had the most amazing week. You already know the drill. You know the week has been long. You have gotten through the week and we don't live for Fridays, but that doesn't mean we don't celebrate them. Thank you for tuning in to Conversations with Toy. I am Toy, your podcaster, but I'm also a content creator and a blogger who is celebrating nine years of blogging. And I'm so grateful to be here. You guys have been knocking it out the woodworks and off the walls, off the chains, whatever you would like to say when it comes to the support of this podcast. I cannot thank you enough for tuning in, leaning in, listening in, all of the things. So thank you so, so much for your continued support because without listeners, what podcast do we have? So thank you for that. I know that we have survived or in the midst of surviving the time difference of daylight savings. It is not my favorite time. Uh, Seeing that it's dark at five and six o'clock at night is not helpful. It does not help me whatsoever. I'm actually not okay with it. And I wish that one day we would just let go of this whole need to move and, and do changes. I just, I'm praying. But until then, Going out the door at five o'clock, feeling like it's nine o'clock has been putting a damper on my socialization. What do I mean by that? As a content creator, I get invited to a lot of events. And unfortunately, fortunately, oftentimes when I'm on my way out the door, it's just like a struggle. Like I feel very sluggish. I feel very tired. I feel very drained. You know, once I'm there, I start to get a little bit better. But these last few have been kicking my behind. All right, so let's get into some of the things. First of all, if this is your first time coming into and listening to this podcast, I am so happy to have you here. Welcome. I hope that one, you find something that you're listening to to be very valuable for you, Um, whether it resonates with you as far as seeing yourself maybe for the first time, hearing yourself for the very first time. Maybe you need a laugh. Maybe you need a little good quick cry because we all need those moments. I am happy for you and happy that you're here. I talk about self-care and mental health quite often. Matter of fact, it is the meat and potatoes of this podcast. And although we do bring other people, other guests onto the show, we bring them as a way to, for you that are listening, to hear other perspectives. They don't always have to align with mine and I don't always have to align with theirs, but it is something about listening to other people as they share their stories, things that they've learned, things that they've gained as a help to you. So tune in, lean in, all of the things as we bring in these guests. But today I want to talk about this Jeezy and Nia Long conversation. And this is the reason. If you think that I'm going to talk about it in the in the confines of Jeannie Mai, uh, you might as well put the pause on this podcast right now. First and foremost, he didn't say anything that was salacious about his uh, wife, or his ex, soon-to-be ex-wife, right? And I feel like in this situation, he knows that at some point, his youngest daughter, which is the daughter he has with Jeannie Mai, could possibly listen to this. And him saying something that would be derogatory towards the mother of his child would not make sense. So everybody tuned in because they wanted to hear what he had to say. The only thing that everybody got was things didn't work out. They went to therapy and therapy couldn't fix it. There were a number of one number of one reasons why therapy does not fix a relationship. I go back to my own marriage. When my husband and I went to therapy, we were in therapy almost a little little less than a few months after we got married. That is because there was such a culture shift between knowing someone forever and a day and then becoming their wife or him becoming my husband was completely different. In the midst of that, I was also going through postpartum depression. So I was having therapy for that on my own. And a lot of the things was going, it was kind of like it was a gray, it was just like kind of fuzzing over between the two worlds. My postpartum issues was bleeding into my marriage. My marital issues were bleeding into my postpartum healing. And so I was just, and I won't say it was all me, but it was a lot of things happening even just within myself. So people are trying to make it seem as if 
Jeannie Mai cheated on Jeezy and therefore this is the reason why they broke up. Let me just explain something to you. There are so many reasons that marriages break up that are long before cheating even exists. Okay. And so cheating does not have to be the only thing. It could be just trust. It could be a thousand and one things, you know, how you envision marriage to go and take place may not have been the way it co you know, coexisted once it came and became a, a thing. Like everybody has their own thing that they envision for their marriage. I do believe that maybe there should have been more conversation about some things because I know that in their culture, especially for Jeannie Mai, you know, having her mother around might've been an issue. Again, these are all speculations. But one thing I will say, that conversation was not just about Jeannie Mai, right? And if people who were listening would go back and listen to it, they would catch way more than just the Jeannie Mai salacious conversation about what happened to the demise of someone's marriage. Now you can catch that conversation right on YouTube. Just literally type in Jeezy and Nia Long. You will catch it in its entirety. It's a little over an hour. I am not about to recap all the things, but one of the things that I do want to recap when it pertains to mental health is the conversation of Nia saying that she's, you know, always, she's tired of always having to be the strong person. And if you are that strong friend or that strong sister or that strong mother or that strong, whatever the case may be, you know exactly what she means when she says that. Oftentimes the weight of the world is on you to do all the things. Everybody is counting on you. Everybody is leaning on you for support. But when you need support in the way that you need support, you don't always get it. Now, let me clarify what that means. Oftentimes people say, well, I do support my friend. I do support my sister. I do support my child. But are you supporting them in the way that they need the support to look like? I feel like we fail that. Sometimes we assume that as long as we show any type of level of support, that you feel like you've done your job. Let me be very honest. I had to learn to tell people, one, what I exactly I needed. But number two, realize that people were not supporting me in the ways that I needed the support. Sometimes the support looks different. And as a person who is now, you know, have gotten through therapy, has understood that her needs, can articulate what she wants, I understand that part of that is my job to tell people what it is I need. And when Nia Long talked about being the strong person all the time and always having to take the high road, always feeling like you have to set the difference, I felt that. I felt that. And if you're in that same position, you feel it too. Always having to be cheery and upbeat and always on point and whatever the case may be, it's not, it's kind of draining. Because you can't ever have a moment when you're like, I'm, I'm missing the mark, right? I, everybody expects for me to always be on. People have this expectation that when they come to me, they know that they're going to get good behavior. They're going to get somebody that's always going to think first before she speaks. Sometimes I want to be human and I want those flaws to kind of show. And sometimes I need to scream and sometimes I don't need to have it wrapped in the best of packaging. And if you've ever dealt with your own mental health while also supporting other people during their mental health, I want you to take a moment and a few moments to pause sometimes. Tune some people out. Put some people on pause because sometimes you fill everyone else's cup and you think that if you sprinkle some water into your cup, that you're good. I'm here to tell you you're not. I have made decisions multiple times and it just has to come and flow whenever it's necessary that I cannot do for everybody. Like the holidays are coming. I'm not ordering a thousand one things for everybody. And what do I mean by that? If there's something that I'm gifting to someone, I will do, but I'm not doing it for everybody. Everybody has the same level of phone. Everybody has the same level of computer. Everybody has the same level of internet. I'm not doing that. Oh, can you go pick up so-and-so for some? No. And that's just holiday stuff. But when it comes to filling up other people's cup versus your own, you take on everybody else's issue and you feel like you have to have a word for somebody else. You have to have advice for somebody else. And meanwhile, you're floundering. You got to put a pause to that. I'm not telling you that you can't be there for people, but I'm telling you to learn how to take a break and take care of you. What do you need at this moment? Sometimes that need is just, I need to go to sleep. I need to rest. I need to let my mind just kind of wander. I need to get some real quiet time for myself. Sometimes that's, I can't, you know what? I've been cooking. I've been cleaning. Like for instance, as a mom and as a wife, everybody seems to look to me to do all the things. You know, certain things need to be clean. I have watched my kids step over something that something that they can clearly see because they are none of them are blind. I've had all of their eyes checked. 
And they have gone in there, stepped over something only to walk away from it as if they didn't see it. Some things being so far in their door, like I'll set things purposely right in front of their door. I've seen them step over it and walk away. But it's those times when instead of me getting frustrated, mad, busted, and disgusted, I've learned to say, absolutely not. Bring your able body over here and pick this up because I'm not here to be Molly the maid. Uh, telling my husband, I'm sorry, I have cooked my last meal for the week. If anybody needs something else, I'm pretty much tapped out. Either you cook or you purchase, right? Saying to somebody, listen, I, I can't do that today. I had plans on going home and that's exactly what I'm going to do. And not feeling guilty because somebody quote unquote needs you. They don't. I promise you they don't. And even though they feel like they do, I promise you they will find their answer. I've learned that people can't get what from you. They will figure it out. And so you've got, when, especially when it comes to your mental health and always being strong, you've got to take a chance on you and just put a pause to some things. Some things just going to have to wait. Some things are just going to have to wait because you can't do for everybody. You just cannot. You don't have it in you. And it's okay to say that. Another conversation that I found absolutely powerful was when Nia said, first of all, don't fuck with me and my kids because it's on deck, right? I truly mean that with my whole soul, just as much as Nia said that and meant it. It's the fact that, listen, my kids are always off limits. I had a several family members, I won't even call them out, it's not even worth it, but I've had several family members who made comments and things about my kids. They have never heard from me since then. Um, every situation has to be tempered, right? I will knock a few bucks for my kids, but I also can find some way to temper it. But when it comes to my kids, knowing that they have a safe space with me, that is number one. My kids know that they can come home and complain or not even necessarily complain, but tell me about their day. And I'm a listening ear before I become reactive, right? Listening to them, allowing them to cry, allow them to be frustrated, allow them to be angry because in my house, we create safe spaces. Not every house is creating safe spaces. It's not enough to tell your kids when you need me, come to me and, and I'll be there when you haven't shown and demonstrated that, that love for them. You know, you've seen parents who have been there for other people. And then when you need them, they're just like, well, ain't nothing wrong with you go sit down somewhere. We're not doing that here, right? Creating safe spaces for your children is absolutely paramount. There is no reason that your child should feel any type of way as if they come to you knowing that you're going to have a response that isn't going to at least listen. I'm not telling you that you can't give your kid a uh, uh a punishment if they deserving or something that may have happened, but simply listening to your child without going off is paramount. And for me, that is important because I, you know, it's not about my parents and their style, but my parents' style and my style are completely different. My parents didn't have the same revenues and avenues and things that I have now, right? And I don't want to make excuses for them, but to be honest with you, they just did not. And so their response to certain things is just absolutely not my response. And because of their response to things and things that I've saw, the things that I've heard, it makes my response to the things that my kids do completely different. Because I remember what it felt like as a little girl hearing somebody yell about something that probably, in my opinion, didn't need it. Or seeing somebody say things that I felt like should have been tempered a little bit differently. Um, I want my kids to have safe spaces and that doesn't mean that I'm coming at my parents for not feeling like they created enough because I don't know what their situations, situations were back then. I just know that as a child, there were certain things that I felt that I remembered that I've carried and that I've gone and taken to therapy that I don't want my children to repeat. Now, I'm not going to say that they may not have things that they would say to me that they, I need to improve on. And I also give my kids space to say that. And when they say it to me, instead of me being reactive, I listen and then I try to change it. See, our generation is different than our parents' generation. When our children want to apologize, we listen to them, we make our apologies, and then we also follow up with change behavior. I have told my kids since they could hear me that somebody telling you sorry but not changing their actions means they're not sorry. What they're sorry is that, that you brought it up to their attention or they wanted to say it to kind of shoo you away. But when it came down to actually doing the work of saying and showing that they were sorry, you weren't worthy enough of that.
You were not worthy enough of that. So they didn't give it to you. I am honest about that. I don't sugarcoat that. I don't care if my kids experienced that from me, from my parents, from my siblings, from their cousins to grandparents. It does not matter. And somebody shows you who they are, believe them the first time, right? I'm teaching them that now because if they can see that from me, they'll be fine. If they can, if they can apply that principle, even to me, they will be fine. And so the other part of trying to keep a child safe, in my opinion, this is all my opinion. There are many women and men in my age bracket who have had, are still dealing with things that have happened in their childhood, who again, may not even have the tools to unravel that without causing more harm to themselves. If you look on TikTok and social media, you hear all these people talk about, and I've talked about this before, going no contact with the parent or going no contact with a loved one. It doesn't necessarily have to be a parent. But the, why do you think that people are going no, no contact? They're going no contact with somebody because the pain that was caused to them as a child shows itself as an adult. And as an adult, they don't have the, they don't, they're not using their, they don't choose to engage in this, in this type of foolishness anymore. See, when you're a kid and your parents say something to you, even when it's shown up, stomped down wrong, the only thing you can do is go to your room and sit down and be quiet. The only thing you can do is cry. And still some parents, what you say when you were a kid, you ain't got nothing to cry. Stop that crying. What are you crying for? Let me give you something to cry about. You've already given me something to cry about. Let's keep that real. You've already given me something to cry about. So me crying, expressing myself because God forbid I show that you hurt my feelings. God forbid I show that you physically hurt me because you decided to spank me. God forbid I showcase emotions because you're not able to uh, see that and then move forward is a problem. You have adults right now that the second they cry, they feel guilty about releasing that cry because they've heard their whole life. I'll give you something to cry about. That phrase right there is problematic and crazy to me. Because whatever your child is crying about, even if they've done something wrong, because a lot of times parents would say that, let's say you've done something you were not supposed to do and you were told not to do it and you did it anyway. So you received the consequence. You mean to tell me that you're physically hitting me yet? I'm not allowed to cry or you wouldn't be crying if you hadn't done what, are you okay? Because that doesn't even make sense. But see, parents are always allowed especially back in the day, parents are always allowed to say things that don't make sense, right? They say things that have no sense. They make no sense. And you're not allowed to challenge on how you're supposed to be able to be smart enough to know that that doesn't make sense, but it makes sense in parent world. It makes sense. And it doesn't, you cannot physically hurt somebody. You cannot emotionally hurt them. You cannot call them all kinds of names. Parents be calling in the kids names, all kinds of stuff left and right. But God forbid that child breaks down and cry because if you're the parent, where am I supposed to find safety? And that's what I mean by safety. You can't call me any other book and then say in the, by the same breath, I still love you. And I did it so that you would know that you could be strong. That whole being strong thing. That's what Nia's talking about. And that is what infuriates me. Do you know how many times I've heard that? Not even just to me, but to other people. Well, I didn't love you or show you any type of, uh, of care and concern because I needed you to know that you needed to be strong. I already know that. When you get into this world, literally just by waking up every morning, you have to so show some type of strength when you have none. I don't need to be disassociated with and not put into a corner or told you're not allowed to talk or I'm not talking to you. I'm giving you the silent treatment for X amount of weeks, X amount of days in order for me to be strong because just waking up every single day is already a level of strength. See, y'all was listening to this interview for all the wrong reasons. I could care less. And I know that sounds very callous, but I'm not trying to be mean. But do you understand how many divorces end up every day? My prayers and my heart does go back all out to Jeezy, out to uh, Jenny Mai and their baby, all of them. Because I can't even imagine how much divorce changes people, how much divorce changes the relationship that you've had with this person you took vows with. But y'all are sitting over here worrying about the wrong part of these of this of this interview. Jeannie Mai and 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 Jeezy will work things out to certain extents or not. We will never know certain parts of it because it's intimate, right? Intimate because it's for them as a couple. Everybody trying to figure out what's the tea, what's the what's that what happened, you may not never know. We may not find out till thousand years later. We've seen people come out the woodworks with books and tell laws like Jada Pinka Smith about certain things that happened years later. And for all of the people that are saying, why is she doing this? What's going on? Stop right there. 
Because whether you want somebody to tell a story that includes you or not, if it's their story to tell, if it involved them, if they have feelings about certain things, if they have whatever's going on about them, whether you are involved or not, they have a right to tell it. You know what you have a right to do? One, not purchase the book. One, not listen to the audible. One, keep on going when you see the scrolls and the snippets about the conversations. You have that right. But everybody has a right to tell their story, right? I don't know why. I feel like it's a lot of older people in the older generation that say that. Like, I don't know why they put all their business on front street because one, it sells books and it makes money. That's number one. Let's, let's, let's stop that right now. Stop acting as if, <laughs> let's stop acting right now. Let's just keep it there. But y'all know. Number two, telling your story when you can tell your story without everybody else's uh, opinions on it and you can just put it out there. Sir, ma'am, it's freeing. Sir, ma'am, it's absolutely freeing. When I started writing my blog, it literally freed me, which was a part of my journey with my therapist to free me. Why do I need to carry this pain, this hurt, this trauma, this drama with me my whole life? For why? When all I got to do is talk about it, because when you talk about it, you give it life, but then you free it to have it life of its own while you continue to walk in the freedom and the healed part of you. You don't have to walk with it like a backpack, like Erica Badu bag lady. You can let some of them bags drop. And as you walk off, they become testimonies. They don't have to be a part of your testament. They become part of your testimony. You have a right. How did y'all grow up in church? Have testimony service. Tell your business and testimony service, but get mad at Jada for uh, telling it right in her book and her words. Because you do realize that as a celebrity, everybody, their mama, their grandma, this, this, and that has talked about what they think is happening with these people. And now they're not allowed to tell their story. I grew up in church my whole life. Do you know how many people would start confessing about having an affair with people in the church while the people that they had had the affair with was sitting right there in the church? That might not have been the church you went to, but that's surely the church I went to. They would get up at communion service and drop all kinds of bombs about stuff that they had been doing. Pornography and all kinds of stuff they was involved in with kids in the building because I was one of those kids. And now we can't tell our story? Miss me with that. Miss me with that. I grew up listening to all kinds of stuff, stuff I should not have had no knowledge about, but had knowledge about it right in the church house. And now we can't tell our stories. We can't speak up now. We have to keep it inside the house because we're not allowed to put our business out. That is called selective conversations. You don't want people to know the negative things about you. Only tell them when you've done well. Don't tell those people about my business because AKA don't tell those people that I was an, a bad person, a bad parent, a bad sibling, a bad whatever. Don't do that. We are allowed to tell our stories. So if there's somebody over the age of, I don't know, 50 that's listening to this conversation who gets wrapped up in the conversation of, I don't know why everybody wants to tell their business because it is a freeing thing. See, when you can tell your story before somebody else can tell your story, can't nobody hold nothing over you because you know, I already said it. If I was a prostitute and I told everybody I was a prostitute, somebody calling me a prostitute is like, okay, I already said that. What's the point? Because nobody can have power over something you've already put out because it's your story to tell. Just want to put that out there. But this conversation with Nia, this conversation with Jeezy had way more to do than the demise of a marriage. Whether they had been married two years or two months, you know when it's enough. Why are you encouraging somebody to stay in some mess for 10 years just to prove that maybe they should or shouldn't have gotten married? The only people who know if they should or shouldn't have gotten married is Jeezy and Jeannie Mai. Not even their parents or the people closest to them that may have outsert, you know, have a little bit of a closer perspective. The two people who matter the most on knowing whether or not they should or shouldn't have gotten married, married is the two of them. So now we can rest that. I want you to go back. I want you to actually listen to the entire one hour interview. I want you to listen to it. Right. And in the midst of your listening to it, I want you to come away with something more than if, if, is Jeannie Mai cheating on, on Jeezy. Cause they cheat. People cheat on people every day. Your mama, your daddy don't cheat on your mama. <laughs> okay. Uh, folks don't cheated on folks every day. I need you to get into the real st story of the conversation that was had, because whether you like me along, whether you not like Jeezy or Jeezy's music, the conversation was a beautiful conversation. If you just go back and listen with the ear outside of being nosy, I promise you, you'll come away with at least one or two things that you can apply to your life. You can see yourself in these conversations. So go ahead, give it a listen, give it a whirl, come back and let me know what you thought about it. 
now that we are definitely into the holiday season, I have finally put my Christmas tree up. Um, it is not decorated, but it is up because I had a campaign with, um, King of Christmas. These trees are absolutely beautiful. I have a seven and a half foot queen flock. It is absolutely beautiful. It's like frosted. Like each, each of them looks like snow. It looks like snow has been dumped. It don't look like snow was sprinkled. It looks like snow was dumped, but it gives like a cozy vibe. It's absolutely huge. It's very big, tall, you know, um, tall wise, but it's with, it's beautiful. It's full. Um, I love it. So I finally put the tree up. And so now it's time to start the hurrah of holidays. It's time for me to start getting, you know, together what I want to get as far as what I'm getting for each of these kids, my nieces, the families, all of the things. In addition to a lot of my friends, because we are foodies, we don't normally give out gifts to each other, but we do have dates that we put together that we go out and we have a great dinner, great drinks, great conversations, great company. Those are types of things I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to dressing up for a few holiday parties, looking real good, smelling real good, drinking real good, eating real good. I'm looking forward to all those moments. Um, the holidays is a hard time. It's a hard time for a lot of people for various reasons, whether the people that you used to have in your circle are no longer here, whether you've broken up with people in your circle. We're not talking about just marriages. We're talking about friendship breakups. They are the worst. They can be worse than any other breakups and all those types of things. Um, and as the holidays go past, I decide what it is that I want. I, I put into tune what it is that I want to do, who I want to be around. And I just go from there. Uh, for me, resting, eating good and relaxing is going to be on the menu. I think my husband and I are supposed to be going out and doing some things with the family that weekend, a lot of family oriented, um, things that we're going to be working through and working on. And other than that, those are types of things that I, I like to focus on. I don't know what you're doing for the holidays. What I can say is whatever you're choosing to do is that you find it is within yourself to have peace, like have peace, like have legitimately, you know, make sure you have legitimately good time because for why? Like I, like I said in the last two episodes, because the holidays are so, you know, stressful and they're so, you know, they can bring so many emotions. Don't put yourself in a situation that you're not going to be okay with. Like, I don't hang around people that I don't generally can't stand around to be around. I don't even have to like them to the point where like, I love them. I just can't get enough of them, but I can be at peace around anybody. And so anybody that I've ever been around recently in the past, I make sure that can I sit next to you without wanting to choke you? If that's, I, I like to have those peaceful vibes, right? I just, I love to have that type of peace of vibe. So search and seek out that as far as your holiday plans, your Christmas plans, your Hanukkah plans, whatever you celebrate, please make sure you want to get your budget tight. Do not overspend for nary a person. I don't care how much people money people think I make. I promise you I'm getting you whatever gift I choose to get. Like I'm not, you don't get to depict my, my salary according to what you think I'm supposed to give you. You're going to get whatever the Lord puts on my heart to give you. That's what you're going to have. Cause I'm not fitting to sit up here and spend a certain amount of money. Whether you thought my relationship with you was higher or lower. We're not doing that. I'm gifting you something from my heart that I feel like you would want, something you would like. And if you tell me something that you like and I decide to get it, great. And if I, you tell me something I like, I get something else, cool. You can either gift it to somebody else, resell it, do whatever you want to do. My giving comes from my heart. Whether you do with it after that is between you and Jesus. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Keep the holidays for what they are supposed to be. Don't get caught up in spending so much amount of money that you allow other people to press on you for how you're supposed to run your bank account, your finances, your day, and your time. Don't do it. So everybody remembers the captain of the boat when those uh, white men, white folks uh, tried to basically stop him from doing his job and everybody's been talking about carrying their, uh, <laughs> their chairs with them. And now why is that co-captain got charged? Why is he charged? What was he supposed to do? Sit there and let them people beat his ass, potentially kill him? Like, I, I'm I'm confusion. You told somebody that they needed to move their boat that they weren't supposed to have there. They didn't move their boat. He says, move the boat. I'm trying to work. Move the boat. Y'all get out and attack this man. He defends himself, and yet he is charged. Please make it make sense. I'm just telling you right now, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. But am I surprised? Absolutely, I am not. 
So I'm hoping that he sues them and gets all the coins, like all the coins that could possibly be given to him. I want him to collect them like Sonic coins because I am sick of the fact that you cannot defend yourself and then you're concerned about you getting charged over you just doing simply your job. I hope he owns the city after this is all said and done. Now, am I going to continue to carry my my uh, folding chair? Absolutely. Because if you want it, you can get it. Only because why in the world, again, are we in a situation where you can't work and do your job? There's nothing absolutely nothing okay with the fact that somebody should have this situation even come happen to nothing just just absolutely disgusting um also want to have a conversation about something that's kind of local ish to philadelphia this happened actually in new jersey um this is actually going to be disturbing so let me go ahead and give a trigger warning and that's why i talk about the protection of children um Again, I'm going to say this again. If you want to take a pause, come off of this is a trigger warning. Giovanni and in Perez, uh, I'm sure I'm saying that correct, incorrectly, 25 years old is charged with distribution of child pornography in the possession of child pornography. He took and put feces inside of, of taki, taco milk, meat. I don't know why I can't talk today. Taco meat. Then he took and rubbed hoagie rolls on his genitals and then put bleach and things on utensils because he wanted to harm children because it was a sexual fetish. I just need you to hear all of that. What I said is what I said. I didn't make this up and this was not my doing. But again, I said trigger warning because all of this, because he got some type of set of sexual gratification off of harming children and then was in the possession of child pornography. And I, I just, this was, a, I think, a janitor. Um, sir, 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 what, what is happening? What is going on? What is, what is going on here that this was your, this was what you thought was going to be okay. Like, I, I don't, first of all, what was you doing near the meat in the first place? You ain't got no business serving the foods. You a janitor. Why you ain't continuously cleaning? Uh, I'm confusion. Uh, that's number one. Number two, sir, these are babies. These are children. You, you doing all this because this, this made you excited. You were, you were happy about this. This is where you stood. This is where you stood on. I, this is what I'm telling you. The world is sick. You have to protect your kids, but see, you can't protect them from predators. If you can't protect them from you, when you acting off and crazy and yelling and going off the deep end, right? You just can't. Um, that is absolutely sick. Absolutely sick that there are people. And then he said he was doing the devil's work. Listen, as a PK, a preacher's child, a preacher's kid, how many times have I heard people do stuff and then blame the devil? I don't know if it's a devil or not. What I know is, is that you did it and you are off. Don't, don't blame the devil for you. That's just you. It's, it's the, I used to hate that growing up, right? Oh, the devil made me do it. No, you nasty. Just put your hands up and receive it. You just nasty and trifling. Stop blaming the devil for your trifling ways. Stop blaming him because this is just you. You've been had these thoughts and urges and, and nasty in your mind and your spirit. Maybe something happened to you as a kid, but regardless, that's you. You keep blaming the devil for your own nastiness, your own foolishness, your forward thinking, all of this stuff that you were doing that didn't have nothing to do with them poor babies. And you will now want to blame the devil. You can't go before no judge talking about the devil made me do it because you and the devil's going to go to jail at this point. You and the devil. You can take him with you and y'all can have a little, uh, a little talk on the by and by in your cell because that's where you're going because that's where you belong. Do you know how many people would say that? Oh my gosh. I remember there was sexual, there were sexual predators even at my church as a child. As a child, I, some of them, I didn't even know it because again, these things don't go away just because you walked into the house of God. Like you can go into the house of God where you need the work and help. But if you're not working to get your stuff together, I'm sorry, you're going to offend somebody. You're going to do something that's going to land you back into the slammer. Everybody has a choice to change, but you have to show that change and live in that change. When you're not living in that change and you start doing stuff, you ain't got no business doing. Don't blame the devil. Blame you. Don't blame the devil. Blame you. Please blame you. Now, here are some of the ways of which how I want to switch the conversation because I'm sick of the devil doing things. Um, let's talk about the ways in which I, or I'm encouraging you to take care of you during this season. I talk about all the times of not going over people's houses and eating with certain people that you don't like. Let me define the people that you don't like. Okay. I have had people in my life that I don't necessarily care for. 
I don't wish anybody any ill will, right? And I can have conversations with people. We can come to an understanding that we will never be okay with each other, or we can come to an understanding that we can be on a higher vibe. We can come to an understanding that we will be cordial when we need to see each other. We can come to a standard that we can be cool, but we ain't like hanging out too tough. We could just kind of see each other every now and then. It just depends. Every relationship is different. One of the things is to find who it is that you don't like. And also make sure that when you define the things that you don't like, make sure that you're putting yourself into that conversation. Because sometimes I find that we don't like certain people because certain people remind us of our own selves, right? So we don't like them because they reveal us. They're like a mirror. And so when you see yourself in the mirror, you don't like what you see. Instead of you taking ownership and responsibility for you, you rather push that in and push it on somebody else. So be clear. Be clear who you choose to be around, who you choose to set up shop with, who you choose to eat with. All of those things do matter. So be careful of those things. One of the things that I'm being clear on is we are very clear about people coming in and out of our space. We, we prefer for you to get the spirit of call, call and see if it's okay. Don't say, Hey, I'm showing up. I'm coming over there in an hour. I'm in the area. I'm stopping by. I'm in the, I'm in the driveway. Don't do that. This is number one reason. There's number one reasons. First of all, nine times out of 10, we're not home. We are always out and about. We are always in these streets. Me and my family are always active. We have kids that have different things that we are pretty much Uber parents. So you might roll up in here and we do not have the capacity to entertain you because we are not here. Number two, everybody in my house, just like everybody in your house, has their own mental health issues that they're dealing with. Having people stop by with is not being planned doesn't always set well with everybody. And I am everybody. And there's a few other people in my house where that does not necessarily set with. So you should call before you come over. Okay. Set that boundary. That is a boundary, right? Because I find it interesting that people would have an issue with you setting that boundary, but then proceed to have the same boundary for their own lives. So go ahead and set the boundaries for how you would proceed for this time and even going forward. Also decide what it is that you will or will not do. Listen here. Some people don't want to go to the potluck at their job because they know that Sally in the corner is going to have a cat in her house. She's not going to keep things clean and she's going to have that cat rolling all around on her counter and all this other stuff, right? So you may not want to go to the potluck. It's okay to say, I'm not coming in today. I don't feel like dealing with this. So I'm taking my day off today because I'm not doing that. Set your boundaries. If going over to your in-laws house brings you that much stress to the point where you're stressing out your partner, where they cannot enjoy their family, go ahead and be all right to let your partner go by him or herself or their self. Go ahead and do that. Because it would be better for your f partner to have a good time with their family than for you to destroy, destroy that because of your bad attitudes and everybody having to defend your bad attitude. Nothing irks me more than seeing spouses going over each other's people's houses and you look like you got a bag of rocks in your mouth because you're, you know, sad or you're upset or you're frustrated. Now I've actually have been convinced I've been uh, accused of that. I remember I was at a family function of my husband's side of the family. I hadn't even been there five minutes I had not even been there five minutes. I was literally walking in the door. It was hot as I don't know what. I, it wasn't even a door. It was outside. I had, was walking up and one of the family members accused me of not saying hi or not. Yeah, was not saying hi. I didn't even see them. Like physically did not see them and yet was accused of not speaking. See, this is why you have to make up in your mind. Do you want to go to the family functions or do you want to let your spouse, your significant other enjoy their time? Now, granted, what you should not be doing is not going with your partner, allowing your partner to go, complain to everybody else about how your partner went to be with their people. Let that partner come home and ask them 2011 questions about what happened and then give them an attitude about anything that's happening where you were not present. Let me say that one more time. Stop allowing your partner to go to these family functions or these friend functions that you don't want to be a part of. They say, okay, cool. You stay here. I'm going to go enjoy my time. They want to go enjoy their time. You're calling up everybody, telling them about how they went over there. They're hanging out with these people. You're upset when they come home because you're asking them 2011 questions about what happened over something you could have gone to, but chose not to. Then you're catching an attitude because they're going or saying things underneath your breath about them going to enjoy their people let grown people be grown and grown folks don't always have to check in and tell you every minute detail about what they did with their family members while you made the decision to not go 
So we're not going to throw out attitudes. We're not going to huff and puff. We're not going to roll our eyes. We're going to allow grown folks to be grown. And we're going to sit back and enjoy the quiet that now has been gifted to us because that's what you should be happy about. We cannot have it both ways. I know so many people who do that. Stop bothering your significant other about them enjoying their time with their family. Their family could be 20 times strong raggedy. They could be the worst people in the whole planet. They are not your people. And although you should learn, you should have some level of conversation with them. You should have some ability to be in the same room with them. That may not always be feasible. So if you've gotten to the point where you need to separate yourself out and allow your partner to have a great time with his people, as long as they're not disrespecting you and this disrespecting of you, let's talk about that. Them talking about you in the presence of your spouse and your spouse is not speaking up to, to stop it absolutely is disrespect. Your partner bringing up your family members having something to say about something that you've done and discussing it with your partner is not necessarily disrespect as long as they're having that discussion and, it's, and that's where they leave it, right? Them saying your wife did A, B, and C and your wife actually did A, B, and C, that's not a sign of disrespect. They're just talking about something that you actually have done. And so you can't get mad at them having a discussion with your partner because they can't have the discussion with you because you're not exactly that family. And you're also not presenting a situation by which they can have a conversation with you. Right. Everybody says, oh, the mate should be the person. Your spouse should be the person that's having a conversation with his family or their family or her family. Then let them have that. Right. As long as disrespect is not there, you, it should be OK. But this holiday season, go ahead and gift the gift of peace to your significant other for them to enjoy their family without having to come home to a war because you didn't go, you didn't want to go, you didn't want him to go. He has the freedom or she has the freedom to go, but you're now mad. We can't do it both. You cannot do both. You got to pick a side. Either you're going to be mad and you stand strong when you're saying your partner should not absolutely go, which again, please have an actual real reason. Please have an actual re real reason because people live and miss their families, whether they're awful or not. Like I've come to that realization that people are going to be awful. I'm going to choose when to have my time with certain people and when I'm not. Stop allowing to stop disallowing your family members and their your significant others to enjoy their time with their families. Put your boundaries for where you state them. Don't allow that boundary to go over to your mate. Now, when it comes to the integrity of your relationship, your marriage, that's one thing. But you cannot give people an ultimatum that if you go over to your family's house, I'm not speaking to you again, unless there's been something so detriment that your spouse feels the same way. I'm here to tell you, sometimes your spouses agree with you just to keep you quiet, but they actually don't fully agree with the execution by which you're giving. They understand the problem. They hear you, but they don't feel the same level of execution that you do because you're the one that's hurt by something that's happened. And that's something you've got to work out. And also understand that they're not going to feel the same level. Because again, when you're easily to unforgive, they being that being their family, they will forgive quicker than you will. And it's just a part of what it is. It's actually just how it works. Okay. So I need you to get that boundary. Decide what it is that you are going to eat or not eat instead of arguing on Chris or Thanksgiving day or Christmas day or Hanukkah about certain meals that you didn't want or certain meals that you did have. And especially if you can't cook, you can't put pressure on the cook to make you certain things that you cannot or don't want to participate in. It's like my husband saying to me, I want apple pie. I say, okay, cool. Would you go get this stuff? No, I want to go get the stuff. I'm not about to go get the stuff and cook the stuff because you want it. And then you don't want to be a participant on making it easier for me to make what you want right thankfully in my house that doesn't happen my husband does all of the grocery shopping I go to the grocery store just because I want to go skip it in there to make sure I know how to use it still I, I honestly have not been grocery shopping since the pandemic I think I've gone in there for like little stuff that I've wanted but for the majority I don't grocery shop so we have that little balance he also will get in the kitchen to help he will also come in that kitchen and clean everybody's relationship is different stop stressing yourself out with your partner about what it is that you are going to cook if there's going to be an argument, let's try to put that on hold at least, God forbid, for one holiday. Because I hate the fact that people are so sad that they, all they can remember is what argument they had on whatever holiday. If you're associating holidays with a specific argument, there has to be some changes that have to go down. So we're not arguing on our holidays. We want our holidays to be at peace. We're going to do what we need to do to create that peace. We're going to speak up for what it is that we do want and the things that we don't want. We're not going to put pressure on our spouses to be something that they cannot be. To give you something that they cannot give. 90% of the time when the pressure that I've put on my spouse 
at times have been things that I should have done for me. Let me say that one more time because I know that went over a few heads. There have been times that I've been pressured on my spouse for things that I felt that he should do because it only made it easier for the things that I wanted when reality, I should have done certain things for myself. When I realized that in one therapy session, it changed my life. So I stopped asking him for things that were for my job to do. Instead of asking him about things that he's supposed to do to make me happy, because this happy wife, happy life conversation needs to be had. You cannot make a wife quote unquote happy, who's already come in the door unhappy. She has a built up stuff that she has in her spirit, her life, things from her childhood, things between you and her, things that are going on. And you expect to jump hurdles to make this wife happy. Cause I swear you can buy her everything she wants, take her on every trip possible, give her all the money in the world, open up your whole life and world to her. And if a woman or a wife wants to be unhappy or a husband wants to be unhappy, you can't give them enough to be happy. So this happy wife, happy life, Works when you actually have a happy wife that can be happy on her own. Not just talk about, I can do my bad by myself. I can, we're not talking about that. So you already went to the, to the wrong level. We're talking about being happy in your skin. True happiness. True happiness. And let me just say, happiness does come with a smile sometimes. So if you're so happy, but your frowned up face is just stagnant, stagnant, you can miss me with that unhappy stuff. You got some things you got to work out because you genuinely don't look like or even come off as the happy person you should be. Now, I'm not telling you to be fake. I'm not telling you to be swung around, you know, giddy and laughy, laughy time all the time. But you ought to have some joy on your face because how do you have joy? But the joy can't come out of your out of your face. Like I genuinely try to have enough joy in my heart that it comes out like every now and again, it escapes. Every now and again, I can sprinkle that on somebody else instead of sprinkling a bunch of foolishness and sprinkling all kinds of ignorance and foul things on other people. Come on and sprinkle some joy sometimes. Sprinkle some joy in your house. If you're that happy and content because you're a happy wife, happy life, then sprinkle some joy on your house. Set the atmosphere in your house. I can only say that because I'm telling you what I know because I'm telling you what I had to do, the inner work that I had to do because I'm stressing my husband. Listen, When I first moved to Philadelphia, I had just gotten laid off from a job and had a a two, she might not even, she wasn't even two year old. And then I found out once I got here that I had a baby in my belly. So I was already going through it. I had moved in with my mother-in-law. Y'all should already know the story by now. It was not the best situation. Probably shouldn't have done it. There's a lot of things you should have, should have, could have, would have, right? But we were in it and we made it work for us. And we finally did what we had to do, right? But in the midst of that, My husband gave me full access to anything and everything I wanted. If I wanted to go and swipe and buy a dress, I could do so. If I wanted to go buy certain things, I could. So money wasn't the problem. My atmosphere probably was the problem. My postpartum was probably the problem. The fact that I was having hormone issues with having a new baby in my belly was probably the problem. A lot of change that were taking place was the problem, but I made my problems him. You should do this. You should do that. When I looked back after that, like my therapist and I went back and we just had conversations about those moments. There were so many miscues of things that I was responsible for, from my personal happiness that I dumped on my husband and made it his responsibility. So once I got that together, once I tapped into the fact that, oh crap, wait a minute, that was actually me, my bad, right? I started to do the work so that I could be a happy individual. I started doing the work so I can come out with some moments of joy. I did the work so that my kids could be in a house where I'm not arguing, yelling, and screaming about things that were my job to fix, pushing out on him and then making him the punching bag, making your mom the punching bag, making your friends the punching bag because you don't do the work that you're supposed to do for you. We got to do the work. We got to do the work. Doing the work will be life-changing. It'll open up so many doors for you that nobody can close. I promise you that. Set your boundaries, set them now. Be clear on what it is that you want. Go back and listen to that Jeezy and Nia Long conversation and listen from the ear of learning something, hearing yourself, seeing yourself, instead of worrying about whether or not Jenny Mai or Jeezy cheated on one another. Because even if you had the information, even if they called you right now and told you, and you told the world, what are you gonna get out of that? 
does it give you peace? Cause you know that they, that they had a cheating situation in their marriage. Does that give you some type of peace? I promise you it won't. Cause there'll be another couple in, not, in a couple of minutes that would cheat, let alone another day. That's going to come out. So-and-so did like, we can't live for that. Listen to that conversation. I promise you, you will get, I'm going to put it in the show notes for you. I'm going to help that. I'm going to help them out with their streams. I'm going to put it in the show notes for you. Cause I want that. I want you to hear it. And I want you to hear it because there were so many different things that dropped so many nuggets of wisdom. If you just would have listened and listen for the right reasons. Other than that, again, we are deep into the holiday season. My God, until today, I have to decorate that tree. It is up. It is fluffed. It is beautiful on its own. I, honestly, it's very beautiful. It looks like a forest in my house. I love it. But I am focused on my boundaries. I am focused on creating space for myself to have peace. I am in, I am focused on making sure that my house has a sense of peace, that there are holidays, the kids in my holidays and the house can have peace, right? My kids can have enjoy their holidays that we can eat well, we can rest, we can laugh, we can joke, we can watch a couple of movies, we can sit around and just like put our stretchy pants on for Thanksgiving. I'm looking forward to things like that. I'm looking forward to being responsible for me. I'm looking forward to making sure that I have my therapy sessions before these holidays hit. Um, I'm making sure that while the holidays are happening, if I need to get a therapy session, that I'm doing all the things that I need to do. Uh, Be clear on that. These are, these things are important. I promise you they are so important. They're more important than worrying about somebody's salacious relationship or not. Um, Have the most amazing weekend. I will be back next week. The energy that you guys have been giving has been powerful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are amazing. Enjoy your day and all those good things. Outside of that, this weekend is going to be absolutely love. Lee, I have very limited uh, social media things to do, but I have a spa day. I have a spa day coming up. And let me tell you, you are deserving. Every spa day does not have to be super expensive. There's a way to work that. There's a way to get it. There's a way to make it happen. And ladies and gentlemen, y'all need a spa day. A little bit of time to yourself. I plan to go to the bookstore. I plan to read. I plan to do all these wonderful things. I can't wait to share with you what I've done next week on the episode of Conversations with Toy. But thank you. We are still, I am still celebrating my blog anniversary. Nine beautiful years. Some very big learning curves. Some adjustments having to pay to get some professional help to come in, being united with a, um, with the company that I unite with, with She Media. They have come in and just done a whirl on my whole social media presence. I love that for me. Um, thank you for your support and listening to this podcast. Make sure you listen to the, the, read the blog. I'll put that in the show notes as well. I always do. And thank you. Share this episode with somebody. Somebody needs to know about them boundaries and somebody needs to go back and listen to that uh, conversation with Jeannie Mai. I mean, not Jeannie Mai, with Jeezy and Nia Long because Nia Long have so much more respect for her. I always have. I think she's an amazing actress. I think that she's, from what I can see, she's an amazing woman. And the things that she's had, like she's had some actual um, allegations of cheating with her significant other. And the fact that she was like picking up and ready to roll. You don't usually see that in Hollywood. Oftentimes you see people that'll stay, that'll stay, that'll stay, that'll stay, you know, and they figure that they can change them and they find out that they don't. Um, But anyway, that's a lot of grace. That's a lot of goodness that's happening for her. And I hope that she has enough peace to go around because she is deserving of that just like we are. Have a great weekend. Do one thing for yourself. Please find one activity that you enjoy that will bring you peace, love, and understanding. Do all of the things. I will see you back next week. I'm working on guests, but honestly, I just love this flow. I love the flow that we have. And obviously y'all are responding well to it. So thank you for that. Make sure that you create safe spaces, especially for yourself and and your children. Safe spaces all the time, not just from predators like this person in New Jersey. Like we don't have that time. We're talking about also from Uncle, you know, Junebug and your family that you know do things. Um, Just take care of everything you need to take care of. So have a great weekend. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in. Share, review, 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 review. Put it, you know, go on Amazon, Apple uh, podcast, whatever you have to do. Put a little review. I like to read them. I love that. Um, let me know what you need from me and I will make sure that I get you what you need. If I can have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to Conversations with Toy. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.